Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good afternoon, and again, welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. As I stated in the intro, this podcast will at least initially center around part of my morning routine and taking in the Word of God. Admittedly, this is being recorded in the afternoon, um, as I indicated um, on a Facebook post. I had some technical difficulties. So uh, just to get it out of the way firsthand, yeah, um, as much as I've been in the tech industry for 20 plus years, I forgot to turn the mic on last night when I was supposedly recording. So yeah, that was my genius. So what I want to do first before we get into our reading this morning is I want to send out a couple of thank yous. I want to thank Gene Clyatt, my brother in Christ, and the host of Squirrel Chatter, whose podcast gave me the idea for this one. I also want to thank Chris Honholz of the Voice of Reason radio podcast for the technical suggestion as to equipment to use. Now I want to chat with you a bit for a bit before we get into our prayers, devotions, and readings. Most of the podcasts are not going to be quite as long as this one um, because I won't ramble like this, but there's a few things I wanted to cover up front first. Um, eventually down the road, God willing, I may comment from a biblical worldview view on topics of the day and such. But here at first, as I get used to things, I intend to stick to doing our readings for the day and just those. Um, those are the most important parts of this and definitely very important for the Christian walk of all of those that have been brought to a saving faith in Jesus Christ by the work of the Holy Spirit at the command of God the Father. It's my hope and prayer that your time with me each day will help those that are saved to come to a deeper knowledge of God's word and thus a Christian life that imitates God as Ephesians 5.1 directs us to therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. I also hope and pray that for those that are not saved, your time with me would be used by the Holy Spirit to replace your heart of stone with a heart of flesh, as Ezekiel 36.25 says. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. The heart of stone he is speaking of is, is the heart of this world, this heart, the heart we're born with um, that is unwilling and unable, honestly, to be molded and shaped by the Holy Spirit. The heart of flesh is that that can be shaped, and that's what Ezekiel is speaking of there. And that's what my prayer would be, is that the Holy Spirit would use this podcast to help replace your heart of stone with the heart of flesh if you're not saved. I also want to let you know that there are many very good podcasts out there from a Christian worldview that are a great part of my daily listening and that help to buoy me up in my Christian walk, to lift me up my Christian walk, and I would recommend all of them to you. Obviously, the, these these folks are much, much better than I will ever be. And, and that's not false modesty. That's just fact. Um, but these would be uh, the Grace to You podcast, the Renewing Your Mind podcast, the Truth for Life, Truth for Life podcast, the Voice of Reason radio podcast, as I mentioned previously, along with the Squirrel Chatter podcast, which I also mentioned previously. Matter of Theology podcast is a great one. 
the Antithesis podcast is another great one. The WWUTT podcast or what podcast with Pastor Gabe is a wonderful one as well. It's great Bible study as he works his way through parts of the scripture. The Truth Be Known podcast, um, where my, my brothers uh, Nathaniel Jolly and um, Eki Tepsapornchai um, is again wonderful as they approach things from a biblical perspective. Uh, the Sword and the Trowel podcast from Founders Ministry and the Just Thinking podcast with my brothers uh, Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker um, is another wonderful one. And all of these are great, and you can go not go wrong with any of them. There are also many others out there in the Christian podcast community, community which you can find at podcasts.strivingforeternity.org. And without further ado, let's get into our reading for today. So the first part of our reading is going to be reading from the Valley of Vision. The Valley of Vision is a collection of Puritan prayers, and these have always been great help to me in different times of trials and needs and just times of maybe struggling to get myself started communing with God. So I've taken to using these. Um, you can find the book at Banner of, Banner of Truth. Um, they, they sell Valley of Vision. I have a hard copy of it that I use regularly, but you can also find it online. Um, and I am going to make the effort um, in the show notes here um, to put links to everything that I'm going to read today. So the first one I regularly listen to, especially in the crazy world we live in right now, is called Resting on God. O God, most high, most glorious, the thought of thine infinite serenity cheers me, for I am toiling and moiling, troubled and distressed. But thou art forever at perfect peace. Thy designs cause thee no fear or care of unfulfillment. They stand fast as the eternal hills. Thy power knows no bond, thy goodness no stint. Thou bringest order out of confusion, and my defeats are thy victories. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth. I come to thee as a sinner with cares and sorrows, to leave every concern entirely to thee, every sin calling for Christ's precious blood. Revive deep spirituality in my heart. Let me live near to the great shepherd, hear his voice, know its tones, follow its calls. Keep me from deception by causing me to abide in the truth, from harm by helping me to walk in the power of the Spirit. Give me intenser faith in the eternal verities, burning into me by experience the things I know. Let me never be ashamed of the truth of the gospel, that I may bear its reproach, vindicate it, see Jesus as its essence, know in it the power of the Spirit. Lord, help me, for I am often lukewarm and chill. Unbelief mars my confidence. Sin makes me forget thee. Let the weeds that grow in my soul be cut at their roots. Grant me to know that I truly live only when I live to thee, that all else is trifling. Thy presence alone can make me holy, devout, strong, and happy. Abide in me, gracious God. The next one I regularly read each morning is called Grace in Trials. And again, both of these tend to be with everything the way it's going in the world right now. These tend to get me focused back on the fact that God is in control, that it is in his hands, as am I. And thus, it, it tends to relieve the anxiety and the stress and bring me to a, a peace and a calm, a peace and a calm generated by the gospel. Again, grace and trials. Father of mercies, hear me for Jesus' sake. I am sinful even in my closest walk with thee. It is of thy mercy I died not long ago. Thy grace has given me faith in the cross, by which thou hast reconciled thyself to me 
and me to thee, drawing me by thy great love, reckoning me as innocent and Christ, though guilty in myself. Giver of all graces, I look to thee for strength to maintain them in me, for it is hard to practice what I believe. Strengthen me against temptations. My heart is an unexhausted fountain of sin, a river of corruption since childhood days, flowing on in every pattern of behavior. Thou hast disarmed me of the means in which I trusted, and I have no strength but in thee. Thou alone canst hold back my evil ways, but without thy grace to sustain, sustain me, I fall. Satan's darts quickly inflame me, and the shield that should quench them easily drops from my hand. Empower me against his wiles and assaults. Keep me sensible of my weakness and of my dependence upon thy strength. Let every trial teach me more of thy peace, more of thy love. Thy Holy Spirit is given to increase thy graces, and I cannot preserve or improve them unless he works continually in me. May he confirm my trust in thy promised help and let me walk humbly in dependence upon thee. For Jesus' sake. And the final prayer from Valley of Vision is the second day morning. It's called God over all. Um, they, the Valley of Vision has day one through day seven morning and evening prayers. Um, and I would recommend reading both, but I'm going to do the morning one with you. And again, this is called God over all. O God, all sufficient, thou hast made and upholdest all things. By the word of thy power, darkness is thy pavilion. Thou walkest on the wings of the wind. All nations are nothing before thee. One generation succeeds another, and we hasten back to the dust. The heavens we behold will vanish away like the clouds that cover them. The earth we tread on will dissolve as a morning dream. But thou, unchangeable and incorruptible, art forever and ever. God over all, blessed eternally. Infinitely great and glorious art thou. We are thy offspring and thy care. Thy hands have made and fashioned us. Thou hast watched over us with more than parental love, more than maternal tenderness. Thou hast holden our excuse me, thou hast holden our soul in life, and not suffered our feet to be moved. Thy divine power has given us all things necessary for life and godliness. Let us bless thee at all times, and forget not how thou hast forgiven our iniquities, healed our diseases, redeemed our lives from destruction, crowned us with loving kindness and tender mercies satisfied our mouths with good things, renewed our youth like the eagles. May the Holy Scriptures govern every part of our lives and regulate the discharge of all our duties, so that we may adorn thy doctrine in all things. Amen. The next part is going to be um, the morning post for Charles Haddon Spurgeon's morning and evening. Um, again, Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. This will be the morning of August 29th, 2022. Again, that is another book out there that you can get. And I would definitely, it's available electronically. And again, I will include um, links to it. But um, I would also recommend um, having a hard copy of it. It, it is wonderful. And I've, I've been using it for years, the morning and evening reading. And I would encourage you to read the evening reading since I won't be reading it with you. But the morning reading. This is from Psalm 51, verse 1, to the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him after he had gone into Bathsheba. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Dr. Spurgeon goes on, or Charles Spurgeon goes on to say, 
When Dr. Carey was suffering from a dangerous illness, the inquiry was made if the sickness should prove fatal. What passage would you select as the text for your funeral sermon? Um, I'm going to take a break for a minute. Just so you know, Dr. Carey, uh, William Carey, was a great, great, great um, evangelist and missionary. So that's who we replied to. So let me get back into what Spurgeon had to say. He replied, oh, I feel that such a poor sinful creature is unworthy to have anything said about him. But if a funeral sermon must be preached, let it be from the words. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. In the same spirit of humility, he directed in his will that the following inscription and nothing more should be cut on his gravestone. William Carey, born August 17, 1761, died in a blank. And here's the quote, a wretched, poor and helpless worm on thy kind arms I fall. Only on the footing of free grace can the most experienced and most honored of the saints approach their God. The best of men are conscious above all others that they are men at the best. Empty boats float high, but heavily laden vessels are low in the water. Mere professors can boast, but true children of God cry for mercy upon their unprofitableness. We have need that the Lord should have mercy upon our good works, our prayers, our preachings, our almsgiving, and our holiest things. The blood was not only sprinkled upon the doorposts of Israel's dwelling houses, but upon the sanctuary, the mercy seat, and the altar. Because as sin intrudes into our holiest things, the blood of Jesus is needed to purify them from defilement. If mercy be needed to be exercised towards our duties, what shall be said of our sins? How sweet the remembrance that inexhaustible mercy is waiting to be gracious to us, to restore our backslidings and make our broken bones rejoice. And now we will get to our Bible readings. Um, as I indicated in the intro, um, the Bible reading plan we're using was written by uh, Robert Murray McShane. Um, he wrote this, I believe, in 1842. He, and uh, this, this gentleman was a wonderfully impactful preacher, but he only lived for 29 years. And he put together this plan for his congregation the year before he passed um, from an illness. Um, but he put this together to keep them in the word and so that they would read constantly and they would read through the Bible and read through the whole Bible each year. Um, the way this plan is set out, and if you stick with me through it, what we will end up doing is reading through the whole Old Testament once and then through the New Testament and Psalms twice. So our verses for today, because we're already part th way through the year, I'm not going to start us straight out. I'm going to start with what it is for August 29th. Um, we're going to be reading um, 1 Samuel 21 and 22, 1 Corinthians 3, Ezekiel 1, and Psalm 37. So let's start with 1 Samuel 21 and 22. This is when David is fleeing. This is a uh, the final time he flees from Saul, Saul is seeking to kill him because he's been anointed king. David's been anointed king. So David is fleeing. So 1 Samuel 21. Then David came to Nob to Ahimelech the priest. And Ahimelech came trembling to meet David and said to him, Why are you alone? And no one is with you. And David said to Ahimelech the priest, The king has commanded me with a matter and has said to me, let no one know anything about the matter on which I am sending you and with which I have commanded you. And I have directed the young men to a certain place. 
So now, what do you have on hand? Give five loaves of bread into my hand, or whatever can be found. And the priest answered David and said, There is no ordinary bread on hand, but there is consecrated bread, if only the young men have kept themselves from women. And David answered the priest and said to him, Surely women have been kept from us as previously when I set out, and the vessels of the young men were holy, though it was an ordinary journey. How much more than today will their vessels be holy? So the priest gave him consecrated bread, for there was no bread there but the bread of the presence, which was removed from before Yahweh, in order to put hot bread in its place when it was taken away. Now one of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before Yahweh, and his name was Doeg the Edomite, the chief of Saul's shepherds. And David said to Ahimelech, Now is there not a spear or a sword on hand? For I brought neither my sword nor my weapons in my hand, because the king's matter was urgent. Then the priest said, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom you struck down in the valley of Elah, behold, it is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you would take it for yourself, take it, for there is no other accepted here. And David said, There is none like it. Give it to me. Then David arose and fled that day from Saul and went to Achish, king of Gath. But the servants of Achish said to him, Is this not David, the king of the land? Did they not sing of this one as they danced, saying, Saul has struck his thousands and David his ten thousands? And David took these words to heart and greatly feared Achish, king of Gath. So he disguised his sanity in their sight and acted insanely in their hands and scribbled on the doors of the gate and let his saliva run down into his beard. Then Akish said to his servants, Behold, you see the man behaving as a madman. Why do you bring him to me? Do I lack madmen that you have brought this one to act a madman before me? Shall this one come into my house? 1 Samuel 22. So David departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And his brothers and all his father's household heard of it and went down there to him. Then everyone who was in distress and everyone who was in debt and everyone who was bitter of soul gathered to him, and he became a commander over them. Now there were, were about 400 men with him. And David went from there to Mizpah of Moab, and he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and my mother come and stay with you until I know what God will do for me. Then he left them with the king of Moab, and they stayed with him all the time that David was in the fortress. And the prophet Gad said to David, do not stay in the fortress, go and enter into the land of Judah. So David went and entered into the forest of Hereth. Then Saul heard that David and the men who were with him had been discovered. Now Saul was sitting in Jebeah under the tamarisk tree on the height with his spear in his hand, and all his servants were standing around him. And Saul said to his servants who were standing around him, Hear now, O Benjamites, will the son of Jesse also give to all of you fields and vineyards? Will he make you all commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds? For all of you have conspired against me so that there is no one who reveals in my ear when my son cuts a covenant with the son of Jesse. And there is none of you who is sorry for me or reveals in my ear that my son has caused my servant to rise up against me to lie in ambush as it is this day. Then Doeg the Edomite, who was standing by the servants of Saul, said, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob to Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub. And he asked of Yahweh for him, gave him provisions, and gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. Then the king sent someone to summon Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitub, and all his father's household, the priests who were in Nob, and all of them came to the king. And Saul said, Listen now, son of Ahitub, 
And he answered, Here I am, my Lord. Saul then said to him, Why have you and the son of Jesse conspired against me, and that you have given him bread and a sword, and have asked of God on his behalf, so that he would rise up against me by lying in ambush, as it is this day? Then Ahimelech answered the king and said, And who among all your servants is as faithful as David, even the king's son-in-law, who is captain over your guard and is honored in your house? Did I just begin to ask of God on his behalf today? Far be it from me. Do not let the king impute anything to his servant or to any of the household of my father, for your servant knows nothing small or great of this whole affair. But the king said, You shall surely die, Ahimelech, you and all your father's household. And the king said to the guards who were standing by him, Turn around and put the priests of Yahweh to death, because their hand is also is with David, and because they know, knew that he was fleeing and did not reveal it in my ears. But the servants of the king were not willing to put forth their hands to fall upon the priests of Yahweh. Then the king said to Doeg, You turn around and attack the priests. And Doeg the Edomite turned around and attacked the priests, and he put to death that day eighty-five men who wore the linen ephod. So he struck Nob, the city of the priests, with the edge of the sword, both men and women, infants and nursing babies, also oxen, donkeys, and sheep he struck with the edge of the sword. But one son of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub, named Abiathar, escaped and fled after David. And Abiathar told David that Saul had killed the priests of Yahweh. Then David said to Abiathar, I knew on that day, when Doeg the Edomite was there, that he would surely tell Saul, It is I who have turned against every person in your father's household. Stay with me, do not be afraid, for he who seeks my life seeks your life, for you are safe with me. Now, 1 Corinthians 3, and this is, this is Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. And I, brothers, was not able to speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to fleshly men, as to infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink and not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are still not able, for you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly, and are you not walking like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not mere men? What then is Apollos, and what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollo, I planted Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. Now he who plants and he who waters are one but each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident. For the day will indicate it because it is revealed with fire, and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so is through fire. Do you not know that you are a sanctuary of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man destroys the sanctuary of God, God will destroy him. For the sanctuary of God is holy, and that is what you are. Let no man deceive himself. 
If any man among you thinks that he is wise in this age, he must become foolish, so that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness before God. For it is written, He is the one who catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the reasonings of the wise, that they are useless. So then let no one boast in men, for all things belong to you whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all things belong to you and you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. Now, Ezekiel one, you're going to have to excuse me in this one. I'm, I'm kind of cold reading it. So uh, my pronunciation of names may be a little tough. Ezekiel chapter one. Now it happened in the 30th year on the fifth day of the fourth month, while I was by the river Chebar among the exiles, that the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. On the fifth of the month, in the fifth year of King Jehoiachin's exile, the word of Yahweh came expressly to Ezekiel the priest, son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Chebar, and there the hand of Yahweh came upon him. Then I looked, and behold, a storm wind was coming from the north, a great cloud with fire flashing forth continually, and a bright light all around it, and in its midst something like the gleam of glowing metal in the midst of the fire. And within it there were figures with the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of man, and each of them had four faces and four wings, and their legs were straight, and their feet were like a calf's hooves, and they sparkled like the gleam of burnished bronze, and under their wings on their four sides were hands of a man, as for the faces and wings of the four of them, their wings touched one another. Their faces did not turn as they went, each went straight forward. And as for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man. All four had the face of a lion on the right, and the face of a bull on the left, and all four had the face of an eagle. And such were their faces. Their wings were spread out above. Each had two touching another, another being, and two covering their bodies. And each went straight forward. Wherever the spirit was about to go, they would go, without turning as they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire, like the appearance of torches going back and forth among the living creatures. The fire was bright, and lightning was flashing from the fire, and the living creatures ran to and fro from the appearance of lightning. Then I looked at the living creatures, and behold, there was one wheel on the earth beside the living creatures, for each of the four of them. The appearance of the wheels and their workmanship was like the gleam of barrel, and all four of them had the same likeness, their appearance and workmanship being as if one wheel were within another. Whenever they went, they went in any of their four directions without turning as they went, and as for their rims, they were lofty and awesome, and the rims of all, and the rims of all four of them were full of eyes all around. And when the living creatures went, the wheels went beside them. And when the living creatures rose from the earth, the wheels rose also. Wherever the spirit was about to go, they would go in that direction where the spirit was about to go. And the wheels rose alongside of them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. Where, whenever those went, these went. And whenever those stood, stood still, these stood still. Whenever those rose from the earth, the wheels rose close beside them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. Now over the heads of the living creatures, there was something with the likeness of an expanse, like the awesome gleam of crystal spread out over their heads above. And underneath the expanse, their wings were stretched out straight, one toward the other. Each one also had two wings covering its body on the one side and on the other. I also heard the sound of their wings, like the sound of many waters as they went, like the sound of the Almighty, a sound of tumult, like the sound of an army camp, 
wherever they stood, whenever they stood still, they dropped their wings. And there came a sound from above the expanse that was over their heads. Whenever they stood still, they dropped their wings. Now above the expanse that was over their heads, there was something in the likeness of a throne, like sapphire stone in appearance. And upon the likeness of the throne high up was the likeness of one with the appearance of a man. Then I saw from the appearance of his loins and upward something like the gleam of glowing metal with the appearance of fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his loins and downward, I saw something with the appearance of fire and there was a radiance all around him as the appearance of the rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day. So was the appearance of the radiance all around. Such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of Yahweh. And I saw this and I fell on my face and heard a sound of voice speaking. And finally, we'll be reading from Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious toward doers of unrighteousness, for they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in Yahweh and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in Yahweh and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to Yahweh. Trust in him and he will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Be still in Yahweh and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out schemes of wickedness. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil doing. For evildoers will be cut off, but those who hope for Yahweh, they will inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked man will be no more. He will look carefully at his place, and he will not be there. But the lowly will inherit the land, and will delight themselves in abundant peace. The wicked schemes against the righteous, and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and bent their bow, to cast down the afflicted and the needy, to slay those who are upright in conduct. Their sword will enter their own heart, and their bows will be broken. Better is the little of the righteous than the abundance of many wicked, for the arms of the wicked will be broken, but Yahweh sustains the righteous. Yahweh knows the days of the blameless, and their inheritance will be forever. They will not be ashamed in the time of evil, and in the days of famine they will be satisfied. But the wicked will perish, and the enemies of Yahweh will be like the glory of the pastures. They vanish in smoke, they vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not pay back, but the righteous is gracious and gives. For those blessed by him will inherit the land, but those cursed by him will be cut off. The footsteps of a man are established by Yahweh, and he delights in his way. When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong, because Yahweh is the one who sustains his hand. I was young, and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, or his seed begging bread. All day long he is gracious and lends, and his seed is a blessing. Depart from evil and do good, so you will dwell forever. For Yahweh loves justice and will not forsake his holy ones. They are kept forever, but the seed of the wicked will be cut off. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart, his steps do not slip. The wicked spies upon the righteous and seeks to put him to death. 
Yahweh will not forsake him in his hand. He will not condemn him when he is judged. Hope for Yahweh and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. I have seen a wicked, ruthless man spreading himself like a luxuriant tree in its native soil. Then he passed away, and behold, he was no more. I sought for him, but he could not be found. Observe the blameless man, and behold the upright. For the man of peace will have a posterity, but transgressors will be altogether destroyed. The posterity of the wicked will be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is from Yahweh. He is their strength in time of distress. Yahweh helps them and protects them. He protects them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. And that is our reading for today. Um, again, the, the hopes for this reading um, is for those that are saved, that it would help to enlighten and equip them and lift them up in their walk and keep them immersed in the word. And for those that are not, I, I would pray truly that uh, the Holy Spirit would use it to soften your heart, use it to change you, use it to bring you to a point of regeneration um, and to a saving faith in Christ. Absolutely. Um, again, I, at the beginning of, the, of this um, cast, I, I made clear there are a lot of podcasts out there um, and I love them all and I partake of them all. Um, and I would definitely recommend they are a great way um, to get your day started. They, they are a great part of my morning work is listening to them as I work my way through um, my tasks for my job. Um, and they are wonderful. And I would definitely recommend any and all of them to you. Um, and again, I wanted to thank uh, Gene Clyatt of Squirrel Chatter and Chris Honholz of Voice of Reason Radio. Um, they've been big helps with me getting started with this. Um, so let's end this in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we, uh, I, I've been so blessed to be able to sit down before the mic this morning and to be able to share this with, with any out there that want to partake. Um, dear Lord, this is definitely not for any honor or glory to my part, but it, this is totally to bring honor and glory to you. And I would pray that it would do so both in my life and in the life of any that would hear this broadcast. Uh, dear Lord, please bless these folks, any, anybody that might have listened as they go out into their daily lives. And Lord, I, I would pray that you would buoy them up, that you would put um, fences to either side of them and help them to walk in, in the narrow way and to truly, truly model your son, Jesus Christ, in a world that definitely, definitely needs that witness. In your name we pray. Amen. Y'all have a great rest of your day. And uh, here's hoping, God willing, that I can get a second one out this evening that can um, post early in the morning tomorrow. Thank you and God bless.